Hello, everybody. Welcome to Radio Wab. My name is Ronan Gormley, and this is my friend uh, Leo. Welcome to the podcast, Leo. Thank you very much. So I'm today, happy to be here. yeah, today we're going to talk about a very controversial figure in sports. His name is Luis Suarez. So I'm sure a lot of you guys know, if you are soccer fans, who this guy is. He's from Uruguay. He's from a poor background, pretty much. He grew up in the slums of Uruguay, in the capital Montevideo, and he really had to work hard in his career. He his his father was a porter. And he had seven siblings, so his, his family life was, they were very poor, they couldn't get a lot of food. And so pretty much from his childhood, he always loved football, and so he grew up playing football. And he started his career at a football team called Nacional in Uruguay. It's the best team in Uruguay, pretty much. And so after a number of good performances for the youth team, he started moving up through the ranks and really like progressed himself throughout the uh, team. And after just one year of playing, he moved to a Dutch club called Ajax, and I'm sure you know of Ajax. They're a really yeah, good team. Of course, right? yeah. yeah, one of the best teams in Europe. And at just 19 years of age, 7.5 million euros. Like, that's just an insane amount of money. Well, Suarez made an instant impact at Ajax and had a world-class world class first season, scoring 17 goals in 32 that's games. Like, that's amazing. Yeah, that's a lot of goals. And, yeah, in total, he scored... 111 goals in 159 appearances yeah. and two times Dutch footballer of the year. That's also yeah. a great achievement. And he proved to the world that he he was the one of the best young players. And after four years, he left Ajax as a legend and as one of their best youth talents. Yeah, and I mean, I, one thing that I've heard a lot about Ajax is that they really are known for producing youth talent. Like they've had a lot of players through the year come through their team. And they're really good at producing new talent, and Suarez is like a perfect example of this. And so they he, they sold him to a big club called Liverpool, which is in English, and it was actually the most expensive signing ever. Although I think uh, a couple years later it got broken, but at the time it was their most expensive signing ever, twenty two point eight million uh, euros. And while at Europe, Liverpool, he broke uh, tons of records. Like he he broke the record for the most hat tricks. Hat tricks in a hat trick is three goals in one game. In case you don't yeah. know in a season, uh, most goals in a season, most assists in a season, play, he got won the player of the season award several times, he was also voted the most valuable player in, in Europe, and I mean, I don't know, were you watching soccer back when he was playing, I mean, uh, he was just like watching an absolute animal on the field. Yeah, I was, he was amazing, and all the Liverpool fans loved him. Yeah, yeah, he was like, he was a real hero for all the Liverpool fans, so while, while there, he really improved the Liverpool team, and he carried them to a second place finish where they almost won the league, but they suffered one of the biggest, like, sporting chokes in history. Like, they were almost, almost winning the league, and then they lost, like, the last four games, I think, of the season. It was just heartbreaking. Yeah, that was disappointing. I yeah. was watching. Yeah. yeah. It was really, it was really heartbreaking. And it, for him, he was crying after the last game, because and you could just see how much the game meant to him. And it's, like, really good to see a player like that. It's, like, it's rare in the, in the, in football today. A lot of players only care about money, but you could really tell that Suarez cared just about the game. And at the end of his Liverpool career, he was considered a better player than reg legends like Leo Messi and Ronaldo. And I mean, I, I don't know about you, but those are the people who I think of when I think of best player in the world. Yes. Yeah. And to be considered even better than them is a remarkable achievement. So at Liverpool, he gained, gained the name El Pistolero, which translates to the gunfighter. And it's the reason behind this nickname is because of his talents in front of goal, his gunslinging talents, as well as his brilliant footballing brain. And finally, after four seasons at Liverpool, he left the club a legend and is still considered one of the best players to play for this club. 
And during his days in the Premier League, Luis Suarez netted a hat-trick or more every 18 games, officially making him the most frequent hat-trick scorer in England, a feat which no one else has achieved in this historic league. Well, after Liverpool, he went to Barcelona, and Barcelona bought him for a fee of 84 million euros, making him the most expensive player ever at the time. Yeah. And he scored 177 goals in 247 games. And he has only been there for five years. Yeah, and I mean, he's still there. He's really tearing up the league right now. I think he has about 30 goals in the league this season, which is just remarkable. Yeah, he's a very important part of yeah. Barcelona. And I mean, uh, over the time at Liverpool, he had a partnership called MSN. It was nicknamed. It was him, Messi, Messi, oh, Suarez. Do you mean at, at Barcelona? At Barcelona, yeah. yeah. It was one of the greatest partnerships in football. I think combined over one season they scored like 300 goals or something crazy like that. Yeah. Or, sorry, over two that seasons. Was, that was amazing. Yeah, and it was like at that time that was Barcelona's peak. And now they've now that like Neymar's left and Messi and Suarez are kind of getting on the older side, you can start to yeah, see they're thinking of buying Griezmann. Oh, really? Griezmann. Yeah, Griezmann's yeah. a great player. So now let's talk about his international career and uh so uh, he plays, he's obviously Uruguayan, so he plays for the Uruguay team. Yeah. And to be honest, I don't watch a lot of international football, but every time the World Cup comes around, you can just, you can tell with Uruguay, they have that, like, almost reliance on Nick Suarez. Like, yeah. if, if he wasn't on the team, they just wouldn't be the same team. Mm -hmm. And he scored 43 goals for them, which means he is the highest scoring, he has the most goals for any player to represent Uruguay, which, again, he's just remarkable. Yeah. And so in terms of his personal life, he married his childhood girlfriend, Sofia Balbi, and they have, they just had their first daughter uh, in 2010, Delfina. And yeah, uh, and I think as a family man, he's like super loving parent. I've, I've seen Instagram yeah. posts. It seems like he's a really great guy off the, off the pitch and on the pitch. So as like with Suarez, I think you have to look at it. It's like a typical Cinderella story. Like I'd say that's the storyline that he best follows. I mean, he starts off like in a pretty low, not great situation. He's pretty poor. Yeah. And he moves his way up, starts getting up into the world, and he reaches his peak. And then he starts to have some controversies, which we will talk about in a moment. Yeah. And he has some controversies, and then but he moves to Barcelona and reinvents his career, and uh, then he keeps going up. So Leo, why don't we talk about some of the bad things? I mean. So yeah, like you already said, um, he had some problems throughout his career. For example, he bit somebody. Yeah, that's the, twice. That's the main thing. Oh, actually, three times he bit someone. Three times yeah. and racism—that's a big topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And diving, or oh, and partying. Yeah. So let's let's go more into detail. So the biting, uh, obviously, biting is a pretty awful thing to do, especially on a soccer pitch. It's kind of weird, almost, in my opinion. But he's bitten three different people. Three different people. Yeah, I remember insane. it was World Cup. He bit yeah. uh, Cellini that, on yeah. the shoulder. Yeah, and that was the most recent one. And I think he got in. A, he got banned for like a year. Yeah, yeah, it was like nine months, I think. And and that was, I mean, he deserved it. It was it was disgraceful on the on the game of soccer. And he's had two other biting incidents actually earlier in his career. When he was uh, at IX, he bit someone. And he received a, he only received like a couple weeks ban, and then the second time he bit a Chelsea defender when he played for Liverpool. So every single club he's been at, he's bit someone. I mean that's not a, that's not a good habit. Yeah, it's truly not a good habit. And the racism. So he had one major major racism issue uh, with a French uh, footballer of African descent. His name is Patrice Evra. I'm sure you know him. Yeah. He's a great footballer. Left he left. He's a defender. So obviously they're going to be rivals on the pitch. 
And so uh, they had an altercation in the game. Uh, they, I'm not sure the entire background of it, but I know that uh, Suarez called him a uh, racist term. And Patrice Ever took him to court, won, got a bunch of money. Suarez got banned from the game again yeah. for a couple months. I read the story. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, what do you think? Do you think racism has no place in football, right? Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, that's just, he crossed the line and mm -hmm. he deserves to be punished. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. and uh, so he's also been accused of diving, which is a really disgraceful thing to do in soccer. It's when you aren't really hurt or you aren't you haven't been touched but you still go over to try to draw a foul and lastly it's not really relevant anymore but when he was younger he did a lot of partying i mean that's understandable kind of because yeah, like he's, all he's the football kid. players yeah he's a young kid just getting all this money and wants to just go out and have some fun but so the reason that we didn't uh include those in our original telling of his story is because it's just we were we were showing his story in a positive light we were using like information from like famous from uh really kind of left-wing news sources like the guardian bbc cnn and we were using them to kind of spin a story of of like the good side of Luis suarez yeah. right and uh but when you take but we did this at the cost of uh not telling the story of all these other awful things that he's done throughout his career but i think one thing that we have to realize uh is that all of these things might have been spun out of proportion like a lot of the reporting you see of these is from tabloid magazines, you know, like what tabloids yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. They really like to exaggerate stuff. And I mean, so. we've seen it with other people. Like, um, I can't, uh, like, just celebrities. If they do one little thing wrong, tabloid things, like, especially the Daily Mail is where we got most of this information. Uh -huh. They really like to make it more dramatic. And I mean, I don't know. You're a famous celebrity, right? So, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I'm sure, have you um, read any Daily Mail has done anything to you? Uh, not yet so far, but yeah. uh, I've heard they're not that trustworthy. Yeah. So. so, I mean, Daily Mail really, the reason they're doing it is they just want to, um, I mean, they've had people have accused the Daily Mail of being racist, and I mean, that would kind of fit in with Suarez, because Suarez is a foreign player. He is a foreign player, and he um, he's, he's not European, and the Daily Mail has been known to not really like people not of European descent, so it's possibly... A bit of racism like they were trying to spin his story in a negative way and it's true that he did do these awful things but don't you think it's a bit unfair to exaggerate them yeah it is i think it is so moving on finally uh we'll just talk about um we like i can't lie we also did this with our story as i kind of touched on earlier to tell like a story you have to have some amount of bias i think uh it's like no matter what you're telling you always have an opinion so that means you want to portray the story in a way that fits your opinion. So, like, if Leo and I had a different opinion, Leo would want to make it so that, uh, that he tells the story in his way. He wouldn't want it to benefit me. He would want it to benefit him. So we kind of did that with our story. We took away some of the bad things to tell, to portray Suarez like he's a good person. But, uh, and while other sort news sources like the Daily Mail take away the good things and only tell the bad things. So, any final thoughts, Leo, on Luis Suarez as a person? Do you think he's a good guy? Do you think he's a bad guy? Maybe a little bit of between? I think the small things can decide whether he's a good person or not. Um, I think he's a good football player, but I c you can't really tell whether he's a good person or not. Only his family or the pe yeah, people that, that are close to him can know, can find out whether he's good or not. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think, I, I, think, I think he is a good player. He's definitely made some mistakes. 
but I think it just depends really on where you're getting the information from. If it's from a tabloid magazine, you're probably going to think that he's like a drunk, biting, racist guy. But if you really watch watch his football and appreciate him, you can realize that there's two sides to this guy. He's, he yeah. can be a really good guy. Mm-hmm. So we are about out of time. I would like to thank you for watching the podcast. And Leo, thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. All right. All right.